Welcome to Crazy Day, where I explore my own curiosity and invite you along for the ride. Ready to go? Welcome to Crazy Day. My name is Matt. What direction are we going to go in today? Well, if you've been listening along, I have typically been doing some scripted monologues, and I've always said I was going to try to explore curiosity and see what happens, but I figured I'd do another one today that's a bit more freeform. I've got a general idea of where I want to go, but I'm going to try not to edit this one too much and have fun. But this one probably won't be quite so polished. In 1999, I made the step to sign up for the United States Army. Of course, you know what you're getting into, but there was one thing, there was one theme, I guess, of a lot of the cadences that they would call out while you're marching around. Um, and that was the idea of full battle rattle or a battle load or something to that effect. It's been a while now. See, you would get this web vest and there would be pockets for your magazines, for your rifle, for your M16. And there was pouches that could hold six magazines. And of course, then there would be a seventh magazine that you could put into your rifle. Now, because you're in training, you you were lucky if you even had the magazines and you certainly didn't have any ammo in them. Um, but you might go to the range for target practice or other types of training exercises, and they might give you, you know, some ammunition, but at most you might've had one magazine, maybe two for various range exercises. But there was this number, this magical number they always talked about 210 rounds. See an M16, magazine can hold 30 rounds. And if you've got six magazines in those pouches and then one in the uh, one in the actual rifle itself, you've got 210 rounds and that's a full battle load. It's a full battle rattle, right? As they call it. Um, again, I might be off a little bit. It's been like 20 plus years now, but that number was sort of mystical, right? They talk about it in cadences. They talk about it because if you had 210 rounds, well, you were going to war. Now come 2004 and I get orders to get deployed to Iraq. And, you know, that was kind of a scary moment. And it wasn't like I wasn't one of those reservists you hear about that screams, I was going to, I only did this for the college. You know, it wasn't like that, but you know, it's kind of an awakening moment when you get those orders and, uh, you know, so you ship up and you go to your staging area where you kind of get your gear and you get training and you get ready to go overseas and, you know, serve, serve your country, do what you're there to do, you know? And, you know, we spent a good bit of time on the state side, getting our equipment ready to go and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, all that entire time, we know what we're doing. We know what's, we know what's coming, right? The day comes, it was, I think, mid-April. Yeah, it was mid-April. day comes, and, you know, we board a plane in uniform and helmets and backpacks and rifles and the whole nine yards, and we fly overseas, and we land in, I think it was Kuwait, and get out of a plane, and it's hot and sandy, and the wind is blowing dust everywhere, and they put us into a tent somewhere, uh, just kind of have a sit down while the commander goes, and finds the various people he's got to find and do whatever the leaders have to do while we sit around waiting for, you know, our orders to go where we have to go. And we're sitting in that tent 
And I think they gave us some food or whatever. My platoon sergeant walks by and drops seven boxes of ammo in my lap and says, load up your magazines. And, you know, I had been preparing physically, you know, for a while at that point, you know, training and getting equipment and all that kind of good stuff. It was bizarre that it wasn't until I had 210 rounds sitting in my lap that, as the saying goes, crap got real, you know? I knew up to that point what was going on, but you could almost feel the realization move from my head to my heart. You know, you got 210 rounds because you might need them and not to shoot at paper targets. And there have been a few of those moments in my life that I don't have a, I don't have a clever term for those moments. I call them line in the sand moments because it feels like, you know, a line's drawn in the sand and you cross that line and you can look back and say, okay, my life is different. I can point to that line and say, there is a before and an after moment, like a distinct point in time. And um, there's been a few of those times in my life where you can like, practically feel those thoughts, those ideas those concepts move from your head to your heart and realize them, you know, kind of in that truest sense of that word, they become real to you. One of the more recent ones happened back, uh, back in the beginning of this summer for me, as I record this, it's in October of uh, 2022. See, my entire life, I have struggled with depression, mental health issues in one way, shape, or form, as many people have. And I remember this one specific day, I think it was maybe June or so, and it was a Saturday, and I had had a great beginning of the day. My wife and I had gotten up, we'd gone out for breakfast, it had been a great day. It was nothing bad, <laughs> no, 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 no negativity to the day, nothing but good things looking forward uh, for the rest of the day. Got back from breakfast, and uh, it was maybe early afternoon, and all of a sudden, this wave of depression hit me. Out of nowhere, really. At least it seemed like it. Couldn't point to anything specifically, certainly, that caused it. And, you know, I tried to, you know, push it off. I tried to figure out what was going on. I tried to do other things that I might do in the past to try to fix it, solve it, make it go away. If you deal with depression, maybe you know some of this feeling, right? Eventually, I decided to try to go down to my workshop. I've got a woodworking shop in my basement, and woodworking is one of the ways that I uh, try to manage some of my depression, some of my mental health. I'll probably talk about that on, on another podcast. But I went down there, but... I just really couldn't seem to bring my myself to be able to focus on much of anything, really. Um, you know, I tried to work on one thing or another, but it was kind of like trying to uh, eat when you're sick. You just don't have an appetite, and you kind of take your fork and move things around on the plate, you know. It was like that down in my workshop. I just really couldn't make any traction. Swept some dust up, moved some things around. It was, it was half-hearted at best. And the entire time, I just 
caught myself either, you know, crying out, why me? Why me? What's going on? Why is this happening? That type of thing. Maybe trying to psychoanalyze myself, trying to figure out what was causing it. You know, where is it coming from? Seeing how I could fix it. I tried doing some exercises like meditation or breathing or positive thinking, putting on music that I like or putting on some podcasts or some audiobooks or other things that, you know, try to fill my my head with either fun things or positive things, all these other various things that I've either tried in the past or thought might help and all of them to no avail. And, you know, I probably spent a couple of hours in this just quagmire, you know. And at some point, this concept that I had heard in the past just came to mind. And that was, you know, I am sitting here really acting in resistance to a part of myself. It's not that I enjoy sitting in a depressed state. It's not that I like it or would want to be there had I a choice in the matter. But at that point in time, that was the state that I was sitting in it in that now at that moment in that present moment. That's where I was. And I was acting in resistance to that. I was trying to fight it to try to force myself out of it to try to fix it. And I had this moment of realizing I was acting in duality, I wasn't acting in integrity. And, and by that, I mean, in a state of one oneness, you know, and I was trying to split myself apart, if you will. And so I sat down and I said, you know what, it, it just is, I can judge it and I can say, I don't like it, but it just is, I can be with it and accept it and not fight it. I'm not saying I liked it, but I wasn't going to fight it and allow myself to be depressed and allow myself to sit with it. And the hard one was to allow myself to love it because it's a part of me, like it or not. Even, even as I'm saying it right now, it kind of sends shivers down my spine because my entire life I had fought that. And there was this moment, just like sitting in the desert when my platoon sergeant dropped those rounds in my lap, there was this moment where I could feel this thought that I had heard, this concept that I had been taught or I'd read or whatever at one point in time, but I could feel it like move from my head to my heart. It was those line in the sand moments where it became real. And I had to sit there and say, you know what? It is okay to be depressed right now. It's okay. I love that because I love me and that's okay. And I would rather love myself than be at war with myself. I think that, for me at least, was more dangerous than to be depressed. Now, I'm not saying that I did that to fix myself, but I would say, I will tell you that once I stopped trying to sail into that headwind and instead just went with it, it wasn't much past that that I started to find my way out of it. I started to find a way. I started to find a, some light in there. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode of Crazy Day. Well, that's it for this one. Look, if you 
have had a moment of a line in the sand after listening to these episodes of Crazy Day and you're like, you know what, I think I finally want to leave a review for Crazy Day, then maybe this is your day. You know how to do it on the podcast player of choice. Hit one of those little star buttons or rating buttons or leave a review. Maybe hit the share button and send this over to a friend that you think might like or appreciate this or even get something out of it. As always, I love you guys so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of Crazy Day.